All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. To Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio episode 202. Bag Milk here, Dan, Rick, Tyler, gang's all here. Going to recap the first couple of games of the Western Conference Finals. And not so going so well. Not awful. Why? What happened? Not I. Hey, listen, we're not throwing in the towel here, but like, Ooh. let's let's be honest. The first two games didn't necessarily go our way, but as we do every week, we're going to start off this episode, the Friday episode of Oilers Nation Radio, with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Seventeen locations and counting. Check them out on DoorDash this weekend. It's Friday. You worked enough. Got a fuel up for tomorrow anyway. Game three back at Rogers Place tomorrow night. It's Saturday. Order some food. I would also encourage you to order some preemptive food for Sunday. Smart. Mm. That's what I would do. That's what I'm going to do. In fact, so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a yeah. celebratory Saturday night tomorrow. Yeah, me too. It's the order tonight. Tyler. Yep. What's the delicious debate today? What is the most important adjustment that the Oilers must make in game three? They have to defend off the rush. Like, I don't know what's going on, but the avalanche are basically moving up as a five man unit right now. And the odd man rushes are insane. They're basically walking into the zone free to do whatever they want with all kinds of time and space. And the Oilers just don't seem to have an answer for it right now. Goals off the rush have been a massive problem in this series so far through two games. So I don't know what you got to do. Like, I'm not saying to fall back in a one, three, one or something like that, but you have to consider different changes to get Colorado not flying through the neutral zone as quickly as they have because it's been a problem. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, they need to find a way to uh, to defend off the rush a little bit better and also attack off the rush. Like Connor yes. McDavid has had two rushes that stand out to me. One where he tried to go through Devontae's legs and that didn't work. And the other one, Kale McCarr, just lightly poked it off his stick into the corner. So like when McDavid isn't generating off the rush, you know there are problems going on because no one else is going to be ge- doing anything off the rush. So I agree with that. I also think you need to... You need to and this maybe goes hand in hand with that. You need to adjust how you're working your blue line. If you're uh, Jay Woodcroft, um, Darnell nurse can't play the minutes you're asking him up. He can't handle these assignments. You need to put Darnell nurse on the third pairing with Tyson Berry. You need to play Brett Kulak. Who's been your best defenseman in these playoffs. Yep. He's got to play with Cody CC on the top pair. I would also say, and I've said it for a long time now, the Oilers need to respect the blue lines here a little bit. They're flying the zone early, trying to get out. They're not coming back hard enough. They're not getting pucks in over the blue line, deep into the avalanche zone. I just don't think the Avs have had to defend a whole lot. There's been no cycles. I just think that the Oilers can do a better job of getting pucks over both blue lines. Dan, what do you think? I, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you guys are saying. If I'm going a step further, I think this team just needs to settle down. Um, You know, every time that they either score a goal in game one or they get a goal scored against them in game two. It just seemed like they were all caught just staring off into the abyss right afterwards. And Colorado is an opportunistic team and they're a team that will pour it on if you're not ready to go. And so for me, you know, I, I, I know that they were being outplayed and, and outmatched throughout the entire game, but you look at that one little group of five minutes where the Oilers were just caught on their heels. And after that, there was just, there was never come, they were never coming back in that one. So for me, they just got to settle down with the emotional roller coaster that is these playoffs and is these Western Conference finals. Well, they just looked nervous last night to me. It was weird. Well, I, I would prefer the word overwhelmed. Yeah. It whatever you want to like, call it. Yeah. There was just so much. It felt like there was so much jitteriness. I suppose. Yeah. Nervous. Maybe it does make sense. A little like, bit of the yips. Yeah. Like even that Pooley RV chance, right? Like that's a golden opportunity. And it, it just fumbles off his stick and wide of the net. And it's like, oh man, like you Darnell know. nurse had that one walking in. He tries to make a backhand friend. Francis is obviously a right-handed catch. So yeah. the sticks on the other side, but like, that's one of those ones where it's like, you got to fire it, man. Yeah. Well, there's need to simplify too. I think they didn't test Francis out really all that much last night <laughs> they, at all. They, what did they finish with? 24 shots. That's yeah, not good. Were, How many good scoring chances did they I have in game just two? I was going to say, I think most of them were either at his chest or at his pads. Like they had a couple early on uh, I can think of in the first period, but outside of that, like France, who's had an easy night, like, yes, give him credit for the shutout. They were chanting his name, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's got to be one of the easier ones that he's had so far. Rick, what do you think? What's the biggest adjustment for you? You got to get on their defensive man. It's all, it goes with yours there about, um, uh, them coming out the way they are, you got to get on their defensemen and not allow them to come out as a five man unit the way they have been. Um, they have been owning that neutral zone. And if you can't own that neutral zone, you need to get on their defensemen and kind of uh, stop their momentum that way. Yeah. Because they're, they're flying by the time they get to our blue line. Well, and they're, and they're doing it with numbers too. Like the amount of odd man rushes last night was driving me crazy. I was sitting by, they move the puck so well. So transition game is so good and they're, and they're fast. So you need to get on the defenseman and and interrupt that, that first pass. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, like, like I said, I, I'm not expecting the Oilers to go to a one, three, one or anything like that, but like, you you gotta find, you gotta find ways to get in front of bodies and slow them down in the neutral zone. It's like, it's when you dump the puck and you got to change up the way you're dumping the puck and it's just too easy for them to break out. I mean, other teams have done it to us in terms of, um, preventing or 
trying to prevent Smith from coming out and, and stopping the way we break out. There are ways of, of handling this and they just got to figure it out and, and get on those defensemen. Yeah. I, I again, it's kind of weird to say this, but the McDavid McKinnon matchup really hasn't been much of an issue. It's the McDavid versus Taves and Makar matchup. That's like really been a problem here for Edmonton. Um, it, it, like I'm pulling up the numbers right now. Um, but it's just, I, I can't believe how effective Taves and Makar have been at shutting down McDavid. Like I knew they'd be good. I knew they would be a problem, but McDavid, even through two games, it's just a lot of perimeter kind of play. Like he's, he said it himself. He's not, he's not being playing as good as he needs to, but they're also doing what I think Rick is saying. They're doing it very well to Connor. They're getting rid of his space. Oh, they're yeah. on him right now. And the Oilers just, they're giving Colorado so much space. Like how many times last night did Nathan McKinnon, like obviously a hell of a player. There's no doubt about it, but like he just had time to wheel all over the place. Remember early in the game when Devon Taves just like walked through the neutral zone. Yeah, like, that, what was is a that? Bad, that was a bad line change. Guys were going off. He picked his head up, saw guys coming off yeah. the ice. He's like, Oh, and that's Nuge in front of me. All right, let's oh, go. Well, yeah. Guys. And like Nuge is back. I saw people ripping on Nuge for them. Like, but Come why on. is he the defenseman back there? It, right was, now? it, it was, was just a, like, it was a bad line change and he can't look at any of the way else that he's, you literally, if you have, if you see the one from behind our, our, our net, two guys like take off just as he picked up the puck. It was just, it was bad timing. And, and that's just be like attention to detail for me. Like, again, I nerves, whatever you want to call it last night, being overwhelmed by the moment, but like the Oilers were sloppy. They were like playing, they were making preseason mistakes last night. I think they had a lot of bad luck too. There's like, I don't want to like say that's why they lost, but the, the puck was bouncing off their sticks a lot. Like Ryan McLeod was fighting the puck. Everybody was fighting the puck in the neutral zone. Like nobody could pick it up cleanly and, and break it into their end. It was like one of those ones where like, and then I felt like the the problems kept compounding themselves. Like when Colorado got on the board first, like, ah, shit, that sucks. But okay. It was a deflection right in front of Smith. Not a whole lot he could have done on it. Mm -hmm. I saw people ripping on him at first, but then I was like, did you like the replay is right there. Like the puck dropped six inches right in front of him. What's he supposed to do? But from there, I guess the problem that I had was the Oilers just looked stunned by that first one and then bang bang two back to back 15 seconds they're between really, goals like that fourth really line's good. getting their head kicked in they're really good at feeding up of their course, momentum of course the others had really no ability to stop it no yeah like and there were mistakes they made on every goal too and you kind of go back in against la you know you you could make mistakes you could have a bad five minutes against the la yeah. kings because they weren't that good Calgary Flames didn't have their stuff. They weren't as good as they usually are, but you could make mistakes against Flames and the Oilers did. Can't do and, it, and it didn't, you can't, you, phew, man, I said it against LA. I said, it, if the Oilers play their A game, they win no matter what. If the Oilers play their A plus game against Colorado, there's still not a guarantee they win. But if you don't have that A plus game, you're toast. You're not beating them at all. You have no hope in hell of bringing your B level game and beating the Colorado Avalanche. It just and won't just happen. Like giving them that many bonus opportunities to attack. It's like, it's like Rick said, they were fighting the puck all night or it was like a pass was six inches too far ahead or six inches behind. And it was just that all over the place and they couldn't get anything going. The Oilers played the Avalanche really well. I thought, on the attack in game one, but in game two, they just, they didn't have anything. And I'm not, I don't think that Colorado really made that many adjustments from game to game. Just the Oilers didn't have their stuff last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that gives you reason to be optimistic about, uh, about game three is that one, you'll be back on home ice and there's some matchup things there that we can talk about later. But you know, if the Oilers just bring it, 
they're going to be in the hockey game, right? Play your A game. You'll have a real shot at taking a game back here. The crowd's going to be there. The, you oh, know, yeah. that's, that was a, a real noticeable thing. I think for us um, from LA to Calgary to now Colorado, like Colorado's fans are far and above better than the flames or the Kings fans were that buildings. Rock, just, yeah. yeah, it's just a crazy atmosphere. So you, you can understand that maybe the players are, you know, jacked up for that mm-hmm. too. But yeah, I, I really do believe they're coming back. This home crowd is going to be in it. And uh, the Oilers are going to be in it too. Another big adjustment for tomorrow is regardless of whether it's Francis or Kemper in, you can't have 20, whatever shots it was on that. You can't like, you have to take shots from all over the place, but you also have to have guys driving to the front of the net. You have to have guys looking at the heat map right now. Like Colorado's is on the right. I know this is a podcast, so you won't be able to see it. (laughs) Um, But like Colorado's all the whole area in the slot and around the net is bright red. Yep. Edmonton's is like a little bit in front of the net and then like the right and left sides of the points. Like they didn't do a good enough job getting to dangerous areas. And if you're going to take shots from those areas, okay, fine. But you need to make sure that there's people in front of Francis because if he sees it, he's going to yeah. stop it. And I don't think last night he was tested nearly enough. Well, there's had a couple of good looks early on in the first period when it was tied. But then after that, he just kind of was able to coast. He was able to coast to the finish line. They didn't really generate a whole lot. There were some shots from way outside, but he's going to, uh, an NHL goalie is going to knock those down all the he time. He had a couple yeah. times there where he got a good poke check in. Like I know yep. everyone's given nurse shit for his like I I still have no problems with the forehand backhand like that um there was one time even I think Connor or Leon were about to pick up the puck in front of the net and he just poked it away yep they were just they I were think half a step ahead of us last night for yep. me I think when a team's struggling to score a little bit and obviously that's weird to say about the Oilers because they've had four plus and countless games but like I would just rather take that shot there because then yep. you can create some chaos Rather than going for the deke, I thought the same thing for Zach Cassian when he had the breakaway in game one. I thought the same thing for Darnell Lurse last night. You've got a better chance to create chaos with a shot than with a deke, especially if you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the others were feeling it last night. I, I Maybe in, in hindsight, but I, I don't think those guys ever go into the game where they, they don't think they can they can do something. Like I, That's all fair. Like Nurse, I get Nurse, it, definitely knew, Nurse definitely expected himself to score on that one. Yeah. Um, what, what did we think of Jay Woodcroft's decision to split up 97 and 29? I get it. Cause that's the, you know, you ride the horse that got you to the playoffs in the first place. And that's what they did. You know, they had, I thought it was interesting that they had new Dramota together. We haven't seen them in forever, mm-hmm. but I was also as equally surprised that he didn't go right back to Connor and Leon when things started to go South a little bit. That's where I had the, a bit of confusion myself too, was just, yeah. Why? I'm also like, I love Jay Woodcroft, never going to say anything bad about him, but like, I'm also very confused why he keeps going to his fourth line immediately after an avalanche goal. Mm-hmm. The theory behind it, I understand, but those players just aren't getting it done. If you have a good fourth line, it's what you do. Cause yeah. they go out there and they get energy I mean, back and they you, get the puck deep. If you see them in their first couple of shifts in the first period, that's usually what you want, what you're hoping for. Cause yeah. um, you saw that Barch had a couple of big hits in there. So did, uh, so did Cass. Like you, that's what you want in, in return after a goal. But um, Colorado just feeds off their momentum so well that you need to be extra good at that point. Cause otherwise they're going to move the puck real fast and get around you and turn that into a, into a three on two the other way. I didn't agree with the decision to split up McDavid and dry I just, I looked at their numbers in game one. You'll look at the fact that they were able to score in game one and it worked like he, again, Taves and McCarr. That was a different story. But when McDavid and dry could get on the ice away from Taves and McCarr, like there was good stuff happening. And it felt like, you know, I, when I first saw it for that first shift, 
I was like, you know what? I like this. Throw a little curveball at Bednar. See how he responds. But I just didn't understand them going back to it over and over and over again. And again, it's not like the results were good. Like Nuge, Dry, and Yamamoto got outshot 5-4 in their seven minutes together at five on five. And I, I just felt like it was an unnecessary adjustment from Woodcroft. I'd have McDavid and Drysdale back together for game three. I would too. I think, I think you have to start with that. Like if that's your starting lineup. I would also consider, oh, yeah. I hope he also considers going 11, seven tomorrow. I do. I think that I if don't you see how you can't at this point, like it's, it, it's so obvious, right? Well, who, who's your seventh? Broberg. I would see. And I put the cowboy in. I think you need, you need the puck transition. You need the speed out there. Um, nothing against uh, Russell, but he just doesn't move the puck from behind the net to, uh, to four. He doesn't make that first pass as well as, uh, as Broberg does. I just don't see Broberg being put in a spot to succeed against the avalanche playing as they are right now. I think when you're playing at home, you get a, you get a match it. Um, you can sprinkle them out there when you want. Yeah. And I think he's done enough, although it's, Probably been a while since he's played a game, so it's maybe not. Last time he played was game six against LA, and he played 329. Yes, maybe not the greatest thing, but uh, you know what? There's still an element of give him some some of this right now so he's better for it next year. Um, Maybe like the the logic behind Russell would be that he kills penalties, right? Kills penalties. That's an easy way to get a minute. He's going to block some shots. Yeah, okay. he's never I, gonna. He's never gonna not sacrifice his body to I get in the way of pots. Yeah. I go Russell. Dan, <laughs> I'm yeah. I yeah. I, like I get I, though, I get wanting Broberg because you want speed back on your back end, you, you, obviously. But I just think like the way the Oilers look so overwhelmed in their own zone right now, I just don't know that Broberg is going to be able to uh, like at least. Chris Russell will throw his face in front of a puck coming at the net. Whereas I don't know that Broberg has got that same level just yet. I like Russell in the lineup and I also am, I'm now on the let's get Dylan Holloway a game. Well, well. well, let's talk about that for in a second here. I just want to give a shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. Maybe Holloway is the insurance we need, huh? Uh, Cornerstoneins.ca. Go check it out. All the insurance products you could ever hope to have. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance for 90 years and four generations. Cornerstone has been a family and employee owned business right here in Edmonton. Check them out for everything you need. Cornerstoneins.ca. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So let's talk about Holloway because if there's a chance for this kid to get into the lineup, it could be now, especially since we don't know what's going on with Kaylor Yamamoto. That's right. Yeah, so that's what's interesting. If Yamamoto's out and you go down to 11 and 7, you basically have the decision of, do you just play the same lineup in 11 and 7 or is Archibald for Holloway the swap? Or because the other option is like, yeah. do you do Archibald for sure as the swap because then you you still get your penalty killer. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing Arch is like... for sure. And then you... It, yeah. They're not pulling out Cassian. They won't pull out both Archibald and Cassian. There's no, no I don't think do so that. either. They should, but they won't. Yeah. Um, I if, if it's Yamo out, Holloway is real intriguing. I would worry a little bit about overwhelming the kid, putting him up in the top six, just because like, hey, you've never played in the NHL. How about a borderline must win game on that Connor third, McDavid's wing? That third line's okay still though. That him. third line's, yeah, the third line's well, been playing good though. I want to split them up. And if he's your extra forward, you can also slot him in in positions where you like him too, right? Yeah. You Give him offensive zone draws. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to force him in on every line or on a specific line. You can just keep slotting him in where you need him. I wonder if they would, if, if Yamo can't go tomorrow and we haven't seen any update. Woodcroft is We're not going to get it. Nobody's going to say anything. Um, size, skill, speed. That's what Holloway has to offer. Like I'm just looking at things right now and like the safe play is putting in shore, right? Yep. yep. Going Archibald for shore, seeing what happens. But I, I I think you could look at this team right now and view them as a group that needs a bit of a spark. Yep. And you know, maybe just that young excitement of Holloway flying around and maybe he lays a hit and it gets the boys going. Maybe he gets a scoring chance and it gets everyone going. Like he might just be, he might give them a bit of an emotional spark that like Devin Shore I know him and Connor had their great moment and all that. And, you know, Devin Shore could probably go in there and maybe give you a bit of a spark too. But I just feel like there's so much upside with a potential Dylan Holloway additional line. They need, they need goals. They need to score. So if it if, depends, like you have to know how, how, how he looks in practice though, right? If he's not fitting in practice, then you're probably not going to sprinkle him in. If he's looking pretty yeah. good, then, then it's probably a, a, a part of his thought. Um, if you need skill, you guys remember the game against Washington that kickstarted the Oilers hot streak. Dan, remember the goal Brad Malone scored? Do I ever remember? It was right in front of me. I was sitting row six next to the net and I saw that man tuck it bar down. I just, I love Brad Malone <laughs> to death, but I don't know if he's the guy that comes in and helps this team against Colorado right now. Come on. Not with the needs they need. <laughs> I love, I love Brad Malone. I love the idea of calling up Brad Malone. All right. But I, I think Dylan Holloway is just, yeah, to me, it's like you guys have been saying, you know, this team just, needs a little spark. Why not in game three? To me, it's not a, he's not like Devin Shore is a guy you bring in a game four when you're, when you need a win, you know, like what you, then you go back to your veterans. Let's have some fun. Let's get Dylan Holloway out there, get him out in front of a soft crowd. And in, in, in game three of the Western conference finals, they're, we're going to be going crazy for him. I think it's perfect. <laughs> Just fucking put him in the starting lineup. <laughs> so like they read his name and he's like standing at center ice and like crowds going bananas. Yes. I think like, especially if Kaylor Yamamoto can't go tomorrow, they need skill. Like God love Devin Shore for being a cheerleader and for everything he's doing with the team and in the dressing room, he's not going to score you goals. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Mostly. <laughs> uh, speaking of Yamamoto, what do we think of the hit? It was dirty. It was a, it was a, uh, should he, should he, bad enough for Linus Greg should have gotten a game. 
I don't know that he was going to get a game, but the fact that it wasn't even looked at on a league that constantly talks about getting rid of blindside hits. It's a blindside hit. What are you talking about? I didn't expect like seeing it last night, seeing it again this morning. I didn't expect Landeskog to get suspended, but a fucking phone call, like a text. Is that Cassian got fined 2,500 bucks for pulling somebody's helmet off? Like, okay, I get it. It's on sportsman like, but whatever. Landeskog was a blindside hit on a vulnerable player. And the first point of contact is the head. For me, it feels like the NHL bases a lot of their supplemental discipline decisions on how viral something goes. I was talking to Rick about this before we started recording. Like if, if Friedman, Frank and like Steve Dangle and a couple other people like made a stink about it and we're like, Ooh, the NHL might want to look like here's the hit from Landis And there was some buzz online about it. Just feels like that's the way this goes. Like you can tell 20 minutes after a hit happens based on the buzz online. Like, Hmm, wonder if this will get looked at. But then if that's the case and this is a trash league. Oh yeah. 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 Well, totally. Um, the way it's run. Sometimes it is. Do you guys remember what happened with between Zadorov and Glenn Denning in round number one? Yeah. Whereas Zadorov blew up Glenn Denning to me, that's the same kind of situation. Uh, I defended Zadorov in that, in that situation. I said, you know, to me, he doesn't, there's no way he can't make that hit and not kill Glenn Denning in that situation just because of height. My, my issue with the, with the Landeskog hit is it's not necessary to make that play. And it's a decision that he made skating basically parallel with the guy a little bit ahead of him. He made a decision to go ahead and, and take a shot at, yes, I think he was looking for shoulder, but he got all head blindside. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why you don't have a conversation with the guy to be like, you know what? The next time you have an opportunity to kill a guy don't, but Instead, we're sitting here and we're talking about, yeah, a fine for Zach Cassian reaching for his this, water bottle. This hit reminded me of the Matt Cook and <laughs> Mark Savard. Exactly the same thing. He caught him from Bahala on the backside of his shoulder with his head's Yamamoto's a right-handed shot, right? So he's not he never ever is he gonna look over his right his right shoulder that way. It's just that's that's where his blind spot is. Um Landis Gog took advantage of it and hit him hit him in it. Landis Gog, like so we were, me and Dan are watching it right now, and it's just like Yamamoto is in a vulnerable spot, blindside hit. And he looks at them the whole time. He's watching he Yamamoto exactly tracking him. Doing. Is there, is it because like, does Landeskog get no disciplinary action, not even a phone call because Yamamoto pops back up right away? Is the thing, Part do we is. have to play the greasy game yeah. that the Colorado Avalanche yes. are playing where they're laying on the ice and yes. grabbing their face? Yes. Like there's a penalty that McCarr drew last night where I'm just like, come on, man. Like Borderline you're tears. selling Borderline it. tears. The McKinnon. face is all red. McKinnon and- throws his head back and I've never noticed this this much, but McKinnon throws his head back more than anyone's seen in a while. I I said it last night. It upset some people. That is the Nathan McKinnon you want to see. And yeah. he's, and he's very grabby too. He have you, that out, do you have experience, that you have experience watching Nathan McKinnon and the guy <laughs> where traditionally where? has been how that's a joke, that's an absolute <laughs> joke. but traditionally when that guy is, when he's off his game, it's because he's whining about the way that he's the treatment that he's taking or the way that the officials are treating him, whatever it is. And so I loved seeing that stuff. That's perfect. And to me, McKinnon wasn't as much of a factor as he has been in other playoff yeah. series and in other games against us. But the rest of the team was. He was rattled because he found out before the game some of his teammates had a chocolate bar yes. earlier in the day. Yeah, French fries. The, yeah, yeah, the, the calorie intake. Extra tracks. It's dollar frosty days. He's, he's he saw a granola bar and it had chocolate chips in it. It's like, you <laughs> motherfuckers are having dollar frosties and it's not going to fly right we now. Gotta fucking win tonight. Got to take this seriously, guys. Uh, but yeah, Nathan McKinney used to play for the Halifax Moose. He did. Dan lived in and Halifax. When, and when he was in junior hockey, people used to get on him all the time for the whining. And you know this why? 
What's that? And you know this why? You just covered oh, that because you live there. Yes, I lived there. <laughs> I thought again. I, the maybe the Oilers have to play that game a little bit. You know, well, that's uh, that's what I said too. I think it was TSN or somebody asked. You know, does he get discipline? It's like if you guys are waiting for the league to discipline Landis Cog, you're going to be waiting a long ass time. You can't. Well, and if, like, nine, if 91 does that, if 44 does that, those are definite suspensions. Of course, it's not a, you're hooked on the oh, on a thing. Of course, stuff. we got. Tyler's done my go. headphone cord. I yeah, needed a little more no slack. slack there. If uh, it was 44, 91, even 25, they're all getting it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if Cassian does that to Alex Newhook, yes. end of story. Games. Yeah, 100%. This, 100%. Le- this league is so. I mean, David's been suspended for doing pretty much that exact same hit. Yeah. yeah. This league is so inconsistent when it comes to this stuff. Well, even the officiating in general, and I'm not going to say that the refs were the reason the Oilers lost last no, night, but, but like, how is it that when the game was as tight as it was in the first period up until what the midway point of the third or second, I should say yes, somewhere around there. Yeah. It was very tight up until that point. How did Colorado get four power plays during that time? And the Oilers didn't get a single one. It doesn't make any sense to me. Colorado's just, they, they, they just, yeah. they, they're looked at upon differently than the Edmonton Oilers. And that's not to take away from the Colorado avalanche. Obviously they finished first in the Western conference for a reason. They're a fucking good hockey team. But like at the same point, it's, it's comical how inconsistent everything is in this league. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but, but it benefits you and it doesn't right. Like you, you look back at LA, I mean, LA didn't get a power play in game seven of that series, right? Like that benefited the Oilers. And I know the Oilers played clean, but it's very rare to go 60 minutes without taking a penalty. Right. And the Coleman thing went their way. The offside didn't like, I don't know. It's inconsistent, but I also, I I always get a kick out of fan bases who were like, the league hates us. Like, Oh, the league hates everybody. The Oilers, like Oilers fans being like, God, the fucking NHL needs an American team in the cup final. Wow. This sucks. And then every other fan base is like, Oh yeah. NHL just wants McDavid in the final. They'll do anything for it. It's like Leafs fans, right? They're like, Oh, the league hates us because we're the Leafs. Everyone hates <laughs> us. We never get power plays. And everyone else is like, oh, look at that. They're doing whatever for the Leafs. <laughs> everyone hates everyone is the lesson here. Well, I hate everybody. Always. But it, it, it just, at the end of the day, it's just, it's bad. Of, it's not good officiating, mm-hmm. period. It's Sorry. inconsistent officiating to me. And like, even just things like the mental gymnastics we have to go to, to figure out what's offside anymore. It's just like, what? Like last night what's I was laughing. What's the point of out. having the referee come out and tell you something without explaining it to you? Like yeah. that's not going to happen in the NFL. They're going to explain to you why I like t- tell me something. Cause everybody in the damn world up until you went on Twitter thought it was because of uh, what it just, what you saw, you know, what you watched and that was not what they were even looking at. Why not tell us what exactly what you're looking at? Yeah. Well, even watching the broadcast in game one and the McCarr thing happens and Craig Simpson go, Oh, that's way offside. And then they do the reverse call. And then Craig Simpson immediately is like, Oh, well actually you can see McCarr's pushing the puck. And he's like, no, he's not man. Like that's not a dump. An NHL player, like as good as McCarr is, he does not have the time to process what's going on that quickly. Nor was the linesman on the other side, putting his hand up for a delayed offside. Like, what is the word? What is the exact word? Like we all know the rule offside, right? We know what's supposed to be. What's the exact wording? Because I don't know where I read it or heard about it, but someone said the other day, and I don't know if it's Greg or something like that, or Ray Ferraro or something. Uh, I think it's Ferraro actually said they, the NHL needs to sit down and rewrite some of these rules. They need to like clarify them and, and kind of, yeah, just kind of clarify the, the, the proper wording because some of these rules based on, like like I said, I don't know what the exact uh, wording is for offside, but if that, 
allowed it to how that happened last or that game, then it needs to be rewritten. So do a couple other things. And that goes I, as well for the, the kick in the net in games five or whatever. The other thing that I got a real kick out of watching the broadcast after that offside goal. And then also everything else that went on was the whole, like, look at these other examples of goals. Not even, close <laughs> and they're like, we're even like not even slightly related to what we saw in the game. No. Like, the yeah. one that they loved showing was bunting when he played for Arizona and they're like, yeah. look, it's the same thing. And like bunting's ass is on the boards Jeez. and he like catches the puck and is like looking at his teammate being like, Oh, now I'm good. Like yeah. not even close to the fucking there's, zone. There's a Bruins one too, where the the puck is like inside the zone and the Bruins player is watching his teammate <laughs> come back and he's like waiting for the puck there. And they're like, it's the same thing. No, he wasn't in motion, but, and that's where, I think that's where everybody is at in Oilers fandom. And it's all the other fan bases that are upset about this now, but Oilers fans are just like, you know what, whatever it happened, it went against us change the wording for next time so that all these former players aren't like, this is dumb. And all these referees are like, no, it totally makes sense. Cause we understand the rule book. <laughs> like, no, just make the language make sense for a five-year-old and we can be all moved on past this. It's There's, funny. Cause you can skate into the zone backwards yeah. where your feet go in first and yeah. have that same gap between puck and stick. And they would consider that to be a good play. Yeah. Like what is possession? Who knows? Um, like, I, I still don't think that call ultimately in game one is the reason the Oilers lost. They were just sloppy. It, but it did lead to two, two of goals. Course, of course it did. But like, they were not very good. Like mm-hmm. not, they were better than last night though, to be fair. <laughs> but like, I, I just, I have a hard time oh, being like, no, a f- look at that hornet on the window. It's a big one. Do it's I need on to the, fucking kill? No, it's on the outside. Do I need to kill again? It's on the outside. You can oh, give yeah. him a warning. This is, but he's, must know he's when coming, we he's beefing with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they now have our broadcast schedule down bag milk. Listen, exactly where you are. That was a warning. I'd watch out on your walk to your car, by the way. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to chop that one's head off and then I'm going to hang it outside my house as a lesson to the rest of them. <laughs> Put it on some spikes. Yeah. Toothpick. Yeah. All right. So let's look ahead at tomorrow a little bit. got a couple of questions here for uh, ask the idiots. Just a couple. Looking at tomorrow, what are you expecting in game three? We're back at Rogers place. Obviously, like Dan said, the building's going to be bumping. The atmosphere in the building is going to be electric. What are you expecting from the Oilers tomorrow in game three? Backs against the wall a little bit. First time we've had been down by two games in a series so far in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? I think you're going to see a bit of a bounce back. I think you're going to see a bit of the team that, uh, that you, that you wanted to see against these guys. I, 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 there's going to be a bit of that, you know, back up against the wall type of a, of a situation. Uh, you're going to have the, the bump of the crowd out there. You get the uh, the last change, so you get to be a little bit uh, trickier when it comes to matchups and try and take advantage of that stuff. Yeah, just I I it's optimistic. I understand, but that's who I th- expect to come out tomorrow night. Oilers, so I think the Oilers are going to get two goals in the first ten minutes. I just really think this team is going to come out and it's going to be guns a blazing. I think it'll level out after that. We we probably won't get win the game by that two goal score, but yeah, I think that this team is going to be angry and ready if, to play tomorrow. If they score early, because I f- plan on rocking a pretty solid BPP tomorrow. If they my score, BPP is going to be sky high tomorrow. Yeah, the pregame beers are going to be flowing. Yep. Um, if they score early, just I'm trying to like imagine what the atmosphere in that arena is like. My head will pop off like a rocket and go into the rafters. I will be headless for the rest of my life. I'm expecting bladder all over Garth Brooks's uh, banner. <laughs> yep. I'm expecting that whoever the avalanche have in net tomorrow, whether it's Francis or Kemper's back, gotta be Francis. The Oilers are going to test them more. Yeah. I got to shoot on this kid, man. I think you got to try and pick it over his blocker too. 
Yeah. You got to shoot like adjust. Now you've seen him the one Snipe. full game. Snipe. I know he came in in relief in game one. You've seen him the one full game. Like you got to adjust the strategy when the, when the gloves on the other side, it's just, it's a different, yeah. it's a different look. How about the, this is unrelated. How about the Avs scoring a goal when Mike Smith wasn't even wearing a glove? And I forgot that happened. I right removed by one ninety one yeah. for their team. Like, I don't know why the refs don't blow that down. But like, and the glove was picked off, like you said, by Kadri. Like he flipped it off Smith's hand. And should have been blown right there. And, <laughs> and then Mike Smith has to like go to his post as Nathan McKinnon's about to fire a one-dimer and his hand's just like out. Yeah, tried to put the glove back on because the puck say. looked like he was going to leave the blue line. Tried to put it back on, keep the play going. It didn't work. Like there's no way that play should have kept going. Jonathan Quick made a save without his glove on. Wasn't a Nathan McKinnon one timer. Is okay. Actually, is that even a? Is that yeah, like a, what is, is the rule? rule on that? Like, I know the helmet comes off, they blow it dead. But like, I think like, if it's your so. fault, it's not a. It's not. They don't. Well, do this, anything. and I'm not saying. I, like, I don't think uh, Nazem did this on purpose or anything. I, I, I do. Think it was just uh, he was in that area. <laughs> okay. that, uh, I think he did how many more? How many more happy mistakes are going to happen for Nazim Kadri before we start doing? Something? Well, you didn't do it on purpose. Like, to not to. Use your stick to try and swipe he's someone's the, stick their he's glove the off the hand. Of accidentally on purpose. He's removed like three helmets in this series already. The, 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 I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's just, using I, get, st- I get what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying. In that situation, maybe it didn't happen on purpose. But these happy little mistakes always happen. He puts himself in the position for it, for sure. Nazem Kadri, and we've said it, I think, last week or the last show, is like, he's a guy you hate to play against, but you want on your team because of the accidentally on purpose always seems to happen with this fucking guy. Oh, yeah. That's wild. And he's got the skill to go along with it too. So he's just like, he's the ultimate annoyance for an opposition player. Imagine if you're a detective and you showed up to every crime scene and there's just one dude standing there every time. (laughs) It's just always the same guy. (laughs) Just here. It's always the same guy. Uh, Any other expectations for tomorrow night at Rogers place? Just that building's going to be on fire. It's going to be so good. I just expect Edmonton to be absolutely rocking tomorrow. And I think the team is going to respond accordingly. I really, really think we're getting a strong bounce back. You think the boys play pissed off? Cause they have to. Yeah. Like your back's against the wall here. Like, and I'm trying not to say this take too much because it would, but if you go down three, nothing, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. You're proper fucked. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not against these. And, avalanche. and I don't think they're gonna come out pissed off, but I think I gonna come out motivated and play Pissy? No, they're I think they're gonna be pissed off a little bit. They're gonna come but like motivated and play their style of game. I the right I, kind of pissed well, yeah, off. Yeah, I was like when you say when pissed yeah, off. When, yeah, I think when I say pissed off, I get all upset and swinging my stick, embarrassed, throwing a bow or two. I don't think yesterday's game. Well, obviously it didn't go the way they wanted it to, but like even just the way they played, outcome aside, I don't think that's what they wanted at all. And yes, Colorado's good. They're fucking really good hockey team. But ultimately, the Oilers are not slouches. It's not like you get to the Western Conference Finals by on a scratch ticket, you know? Yeah, as be much better. as everyone would like to convince you that, whatever. <laughs> Just got to be better. And there, there's, a, yep. there's a much better team in that dressing room. So we expect mm-hmm. to see them come out. Yep. We also have to remember that a lot of Av fans are Flames fans in disguise. Everybody just hates the Oilers. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I like If you're talking about the Flames fans, it's just... A- Imagine for a second that the Battle of Alberta in an alternate universe went the other way, that the Flames weren't absolutely terrible and that they weren't dog shit throughout the series and that their Vesna candidate could actually stop a puck. Just for a second, imagine this. Uh, it didn't happen that way. Of course, Markstrom was terrible and the Flames are god awful and they lost in five games as they deservedly should have. But imagine for a second that it was the other way around. There's no way 
in hell that I'm paying this close attention to a Flames game as the Flames fans are with the Oilers. You might as well just come out as Oilers fans at this point because you're watching closer than we are. And it's either you are an Oilers fan, but your daddy raised you as a fucking Flames fan or you're pathetic. Dude, they're so wrapped up in us. It's, it's embarrassing. What? You didn't like that? Yeah, you're harsh. I yeah. like it. Good. I I think I'd be by the lake or something. I'd be enjoying the lovely yeah, weather we're having. It's June. Hockey, yeah. I'd be watching. Like I wouldn't be paying. You'd be back. You bagged milk. Built, bagged milk. Be back to watching Honey Boo Boo again. Yeah, exactly. I'd be back to on. I've got 90 Day Fiance backed up on the PVR. I'd be clearing those out. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. You think I'm watching the Flames? Nope. Hell no. Nope. Absolutely not. Catch them on sports. I didn't watch them in 2004. I wouldn't watch them now. And I find it very entertaining how closely they watch. It's like the instant something goes against the Oilers. They're like, boom on it. Oh yeah. And then they're shocked when we're not happy about it. (laughs) Now now, tell me this is true or not. Cause I really don't pay a lot of attention to them. I don't listen to them stuff, but from what I understand, a lot of their sports radio stuff, is about the Oilers. Yeah. At least Edmonton, like uh, Alex do like they, they talk a lot more about their sports and Edmonton, like cares about them. Their, uh, their drive show texted me yesterday and asked me to come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was supposed to do a hit today, but we're doing this obviously. Were you going to talk about golf? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, certainly was going to rub it down, break down the Saudi open with them. Yeah. The live tour or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, flame sounds were rent free right now in their heads. <laughs> it's not just right now. It's always, yeah, it's always just put on the blue Jersey. You'll feel better about it. Don't just stop paying attention to us. It's like I posted a meme the other day and a couple of Flames fans were in my DMs about it where it's just like, I feel sorry for you. And the response is, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> at all, man. That's just it. You get to turn it off. Uh, for our friends at Buster's Pizza, it's time for Ask the Idiots. If you don't know how the bit works, where have you been? You're not paying attention. Yeah. What are you, a Flames fan? <laughs> well, if you're a Flames fan, I guarantee you're paying attention. You're paying attention. Uh, so the way this works is you submit the questions. You fire them to me in the DMs or in my email. I give them to the boys without letting them know what's coming. They give their first takes. Got it? Good. And then we're going to vote on who wins a gift card from our friends at Buster's Pizza. First question has nothing to do with this series, so I respect it. Tyler, what's the worst bet or trade you've ever made in your life? I wagered you a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Then At what happens? Then we kissed inside of a smash burger, very drunk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's photo evidence that will never see the light of day. Yep. <laughs> and the photo evidence, despite what you may think, it is not hot. Is it on your computer only? It's on Jay. It's on Jay's phone. Oh, okay. That'll, Jay is that'll accidentally up. slip one day. Don't worry. <laughs> Jay is building up quite the file of, uh, or you and Jay are building up quite the file of dirt on me. Listen, I've, like I've been working with Jay for 12 years now. Uh, don't worry. His file is also quite sizably large. <laughs> That's not clean. Everybody's got a file here. Uh, Rick, what is the worst bet or trade you've ever made? I don't know if I've ever made it. Also, by the way, you enjoyed the kiss. You're very happy about it. The reaction to the kiss itself was uh, magic. <laughs> the people at Smashburger were cheering us on. Oh, I don't remember that happening, but I also barely remember that night. <laughs> Rick, I don't think I've ever made a trade. So I'd have to come down to a bet and I've made a lot of bad ones. So I think one of the biggest ones probably be, I, if I go back, I think it was probably the, the, the Super Bowl when, um, uh, Manning lost. Was that to the bears? Oh, to the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think he could, didn't he lose to the, did he beat the bears? No, the Seahawks like smashed. Yeah. When he was, defense. yeah. When he was, like yeah. No, it was that. I, yeah, no, I sat there and said, you know what? This dude's getting a full two weeks to figure out this defense. Like he's going to eat him apart. No problem. Let's go. 
And I probably put way too much money down on that one. Dan? I got a good one. So it has a win to it. I bet $5 on the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl. And then I bet $5 on the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl. The year that New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl and they faced the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC Championship. So I was doing good. I made about 600, 700 bucks. And this was back when sports gambling was like, if you wanted to do a withdrawal, you were going to have to hope to get your money. And so I thought, well, $700 is good, but if you take all that money and you put it on great Britain to win the, the uh, curling championships at the Olympic that year, it would be worth, I think $3,000. And I did that. And the great Britain finished in fifth. Ah. I was going to say that was great. Britain even good at that point. They were, <laughs> they were one of the top teams. They had won the world championship the year before, but they changed the way that they do that their Murdoch? team announcements. Yeah. Murdoch was on the team, but they just brought in the best player from every position. And so it was just no good team sure. chemistry. And I, lost. Worst trade of my life was probably giving 15 years to a nine to five. Does that work? Ooh, touche. Mm-hmm. I'm not built for it. Mm-mm. Built for comfort, Tyler. And kissing you. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number two, ask the idiots. The G... Oh, okay. I'm going to have to read this one here for a second. <laughs> the, G- the NHL got rid of the skate on the ice rule for offsides, partially due to the difficulty for linesmen to judge and the long reviews. In light of the Makar offside goal controversy, do you think they will clarify or change the delayed offside rule next season to deem those plays offside for the same reasons? If they don't, do you think there will be repercussions next season? I example, more players exploiting this rule and missing more offsides with more video reviews. I think they need to stop overreacting to single plays. That's the whole reason we have these GD offside reviews anyway. <laughs> Matt DeShane fucking like, 15 feet offside. Right? Like, imagine that how different our current timeline is if that linesman just fucking calls Matt DeShane offside. Like, we are nowhere <laughs> no. even close to what All we're at right now. So I just, I wish they would shoot offside reviews into the sun. The amount of times it's ever super obvious is so slim and we would probably never talk about it anyways. So I just enough reviews, enough tinkering rules, like just stop. Or just like, I think if you're going to like, it has to be in real time. The only thing that kills you is there's so many uh, opportunities out there to see it in in slow motion that they have to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Yep. If if they don't do it, then TNT and Sportsnet, they're all going to do that. They're going to show you all the NHL missed this, this, that, and the other thing. It's, it's silly. And there's overcorrecting everything. If there's one thing I know about this league, it's that, we're just around the corner from another controversy that's going to make us forget about this one. So just wait a couple more days and something else nonsensical will show up and we'll never speak about this again until the next time some team gets caught by it. Yeah. I'm surprised we've made it through uh, two, three days since the last controversy without a fresh one, you know, less games to worry about, but I think that the NHL can count on themselves to screw something else up. Reversing the order. Third question for Ask the Idiots for our friends at BustersPizza.ca. Dan, starting with you. Put your Woodcroft hat on for a moment, please. Dan, what are you saying to the boys to get them fired up for game three? Sorry, I'm going to stand up here because Jay stands for his for his performances. Power stance. Um, so now I have to tell the boys what to do. Yep. Um, the, the Colorado Avalanche are, are who we thought they were. <laughs> and you guys need to get out there. And if you want to crown their asses, then crown them. But if not, we're going to go out and we're going to fight them in the trenches. We're going to fight them on the beaches and uh, protect this house. There we go. I got uh, all the speeches I could in one. Protect this house. 
What do you say to them, Rick? Under Armour's going to be so upset with us right away. Mm-hmm. Podcast uh, honestly, not a whole bunch. Uh, if these guys don't know what it, they need some sort of coach speech right now to go out there when they're down 0-2 in the Western Conference final to uh, Colorado. Probably shouldn't be here. So, I mean, here we are, boys. Get out there. It's game time. Tyler. I would just say, like, you can skate with them. You can score on these guys. You just have to play as good as you can. Everyone just focus. Every player in that room just needs to focus on like the five things they do well and just do those things. Just go out there and make sure when you're on the ice, pucks going in a positive direction. You're doing things that are helping the team win. And that's simple as that. You'll win. You'll win if everyone plays their best. I'm thinking Woodcroft goes in to the dressing room pregame, spandex, big wig on, and he does an air guitar of kickstart my heart. Just like the series opener against Calgary, everybody was fired up, kickstart my heart. Or he just goes up, guitar, uh, like boombox over his head, just plays levels. Rogers plays, goes on, goes on fire when level starts playing in the building. <laughs> Maybe the boys need it, you know? Or third option, he goes in word for word speech from any given Sunday. I know it's about football. That's fair. But it's a hell of a speech. And if you need one, Woody, there's one for you. Al Pacino. It's already, you just put it on. I imagine they got TVs in that room. Just pop that up there. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I dig it. Or, <laughs> or you start offering real dollars to somebody who drop kicks someone. I don't know. Bounty, it's spicy. Cassian, Cassian sees dollar signs. Yeah. Like be like Cassian, you can increase your cameo price. You can double it, <laughs> but I need you to drop kick Francis. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take the penalty on it. Give a little, a little Nazem Kadri accidentally on purpose. That's bad hockey Oops. karma, though. Yeah, of course. You they don't want to hurt anybody. Honestly, they should be stopping in the blue paint every fucking every whistle. time. Every, every time. They don't. They, they do way don't. too many They're flybys. So away. They're so far away. Way too many flybys. Skate, and I don't care if you're stopping in the corner and the whistle goes, skate right to the blue ice. Get in his ear. Just All over there. Him. All over him. People hate when you do that. Are, yep. they, are these still tips from Woodcroft? Yeah, of course. Me. Just checking. Yep. I'm Jay Woodcroft, and I'm being like, Evander? Go park yourself in that blue paint and just every whistle. Don't stop talking. And yeah, just do not move. Like just don't, stand there. Don't get physical with it, uh, but do skates. not stop talking. Look at your skates. And for the Crowder Rogers plays tomorrow night, let's help him out. Let's get some Pavel. Pavel. You got to get on him. Especially if Kemper's playing. That gives me PTSD of Burry, Kemper. by the way. Kemper. Oh, you got to do the other one just to throw him off. Uh-oh. Doesn't even matter who you are. We were, we're saying that you, you, we should chant his last name, but say it wrong. Francois. Kemper. <laughs> Kemper. I don't know. If you have a Woodcroft speech you'd like to give to the boys, hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast. My ideas weren't very good, so don't listen to me. I want to know what you would have to say. Although reenacting the any given Sunday speech. Who's not getting fired up for that. If Woody does that keeps the boys a little bit light, you know, walks in there, starts screaming about living and dying for those inches. Come on. (laughs) I'm just a man standing here asking you to win a hockey game. (laughs) That's all it is. That's all it is. All right, boys. Those are your three questions for Assy. It is for our friends at Buster's pizza. Who gets the GC today? The bet one. Where's bet. That's for Tyler. That's very on brand for you. Uh, the second one was, are we changing the offside rule? Third one. What's your pregame speech for Woodcroft? Woody speech offside. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we missed this on Tuesday. It's about time. All right. So I'm trying to think of, I'm going to do this the most diplomatically as I, I possibly can. I hope the two can. people that don't win take it personally too. <laughs> well, one of these guys has won one of a couple of times already. So he's out. Oof. No offense. Oh. Uh, just trying to spread the love around. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Woodcroft speech. I'm going to go Woodcroft speech. Yeah, what do you say to the boys go. getting oh, fired up? That one is from Mackenzie. I will shout out. I will give you a DM after the podcast is over. Let you know you want a gift card from our friends at Buster's Pizza. While you're waiting, I encourage you to check out busterspizza.ca. Study the menu. Maybe you want some pizza. Maybe you want donair. Maybe you want their pasta combos. I'm not here to judge. They're all delicious. Fuel up the temple. Big game tomorrow. And open up your email and send bag milk a Buster's pizza question by now already. Jeez. Yep. Ask the idiots. Send me, they can hit me up on Twitter, or Instagram DMS. You can email me bag milk at oilersnation.com. If you want to email pictures, of your feet, it's Tyler at oilersnation.com. Um, piece of news that came down. This is upsetting. This is upsetting. Uh, like the this. GM of Dy- dynamo Moscow or whatever yeah. uh, says he's very confident or he says they've signed Ilya Konovalov and Konovalov is going to go to the cage. Off. I wonder what that's about and terminate our contract. Yeah. Ilya so, Konovalov. So he was with, but they'll the, hold the order is going to hold his rights still. So it's not like yeah. he can play there for two years. So maybe this is just something where Konovalov was like, Hey, I really want to start. And the Oilers were like, Ooh, who's starting ahead of them next year. They he signed that, that college kid. What is that guy's college name? College kid. I forget his name. And then I imagine Skinner will be up with the big club unless they go out and do something. A little and our boy, Olivier nice. Rodrigue. Yeah. But I saw it late. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's just being afraid of a, of a competition. Ryan Fanty. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Ryan Fanty. I'm a big fan of the orange Fanty. He had a, uh, this year with, <laughs> this year with Minnesota Duluth, he had a 1.83 GAA and a 9.29 save percentage. He played in one game with the Bakersfield Condors and gave up five goals. And yes, his name sounds like a, uh, soft. I'm so stupid. Uh, in 17 games played with the Bakersfield Condors this year, that is 946 minutes. Uh, Ilya Konovala finished with a five, seven and three and an eight, nine, three. Say that's not that. uh, Wait, who was that? That's Ilya Konovala. Oh, okay. That's not that good. No, it's not great. I had high hopes for him. But I mean, again, he's young, right? Like how old is he? 20? He is 23 years old. So go over there for two years, come back when you're 25. That's fine. Yeah. Cause you know what? Nothing really happens with a goalie until you're 25, 26 anyway. Yeah. Unless you're a freak, you know, Carter Hart. Unless you a freak. Yep. I'd like to see him a better against some better competition though, than whatever's going to be left of that KHL. KHL is probably still better competition than the HL. Yeah. Well, and I was like, everyone, he played, yeah, unless no one goes back to Russia, That's he played 17 games this year in the AHL. Maybe he just gets more minutes over there. I don't know. But again, the other still maintain his rights. Hell of a goatee on his player picture. Really? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't strike me as a goatee guy. Well, not everybody can pull it off, but I would say he does. Maybe this is all just a part of the Oilers swapping one Russian for another. And we're going to get Kuzmenkov or whatever. Hmm? Ooh. Oh, is that what happened to that? That was that rumor has been going on for a while. He's now. still interviewing with teams. He hasn't decided. <sighs> Apparently he did a second interview with the Canucks. That's rude. Should we fire quads? Maybe yeah. I whenever I like whenever I think of a Russian free agent coming over, especially named Kuzmenkov, I think he's going to be like six, four, like huge. I just always think of it. Alexei Miknov. Yeah. This, guy, this guy's tiny. He is, is not. He? Yeah. He's like, he's five, like five, nine or five, ten. Yeah. He's not Slepyshev. Although, Oh, if we could bring back Tony Slep. Oof, what a guy. 
Solid human something. being. What did he do anyway? Slep a chef. Did you ever run into it? Was Tony Slep a... Slep? Oh, yeah, I know Slep. Yeah, no, he... Uh, I think he won the championship again this year. He played for CSK Moscow in 2021-22. 35 games, they 10 goals, win. 15 assists, 25 points. They did win the championship. Yeah, they won. No. He has, a couple, he has a couple of championships since he left here. Well, time to bring that swagger back to Edmonton, yo. Just stay with CSK Moscow and he'll be fine. Uh, before we move on more. to the Twig and Berries hot and cold performers, what's you guys' play with Darnell Nurse? Clearly he's hurt. Clearly he's not playing like himself. What are you doing? The solution is so easy. Dress seven and then play Kulak and CeCe as your big pairing. Have Russell take all of Nurse's PK minutes away as the seventh D-man. You have a top pairing in Kulak and CeCe that can actually fully defend and give Nurse gravy minutes with Tyson Berry in the offensive zone. Boom. Done. I solved it. We're good. Rick? We're winning. I'm a seven guy too, but I'm, uh, I want to see Broberg in there instead. I get what you're, I get what you're saying, Ty, with the uh, PK minutes and whatnot, but uh, I just see we got shut out last night. Dan, what are you doing He's with offense? Stop expecting a guy with a core injury, alleged core injury, to keep playing those minutes. So, yeah, I mean, you just trim his minutes down, especially when Kulak has done it already. He replaced him for a game. Like, it just seems like a no-brainer. Kulak has, like, always got love for CC, but Kulak has been one of the most consistent defensemen they have right now. I, I think a lot of the people hating on Nurse, too, are going to find out what this injury was, gasp, <laughs> And then the talk will be, boy, you're not getting Darnell Nurse back till Christmas. These yeah, because like it's going to be like your insides are hanging out from your outsides. Yeah. Yes, you know? you're going to hear what the injury was, and the, and the people it's, that are hating on him on Twitter would not be able to tweet. It's with fun. the same injury. I threw my back out getting out of bed one time, and I was I was immobilized. <laughs> <laughs> Way she goes. Darnell Tyler Yamamoto had his head taken off, and he started skating again. No nope, clean hit. Uh, <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, game three, Rogers plays 6 p.m. Saturday night. The stage is set for a magical evening here in Edmonton. And that's what I'm expecting. Good vibes only on this podcast. So what is one thing that you think, again, right before we get into the Twig and Berries Hot and Cold Performers, what's one thing you are certain that the Oilers will do better tomorrow on Saturday? First game of Rogers plays in the Western Conference Finals. Mike Smith is going to be better. Score goals. Score goals. I'm with Rick. They're going to generate offensive chances so damn good tomorrow. Your head's going to be spinning trying to keep track of all the action. That's what I was going to say, but just to be different, I'm going to say power play is going to be buzzing. And when it, when it buzzes, what does it lead to? Have to get them. We should goals. We should make that a thing at Rogers. Like when the power play really gets Start going buzzing? and everyone just goes <laughs> for the bees for Yakupov. Shout out to Nell Yakupov. <laughs> I wonder who he's cheering for in this series. You know, he played for both teams. Yeah. It's Colorado point. legend. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he wore 91, didn't he? I don't remember. I thought oh, he was 91 in, in Colorado. I don't remember what he wore. Didn't he wear 60? Didn't he go back to 60? Doesn't somebody have a Yakupov Colorado jersey in this room? No, I don't. Everybody, if anybody does. would be your M Chuck. Top seller. Come on, Rick. Uh, I do not have any jersey. He of went a back to sixty four. Other than Carpat with Pooley RV. You don't uh, own a single jersey. That's no, no. I don't own a single non oiler jersey except yeah. for Carpat Pooley RV. And uh, the silence from Zach Pochi Row is also deafening here. I'd like to know what he thinks about this series. Long time oiler. I'm just gonna oiler, with no context tweet a photo from Oilers Nation Radio of Yak in a Blues jersey. Just toss that out there. I forgot he played for the blues. <laughs> it's, it's startling to look at the photo. Honestly, were him and Magnus PRV on the same team? Probably, probably. Or yeah. was no, PRV in no, Ottawa. It might've been Ottawa at that point. By then. I'm going to find out. 
Send Ben. Let's wrap up the podcast, boys, with a look at the hot and cold performers from the first couple of games of this series. For our friends at Twig and Berries, you go to twigandberries.ca, use the promo code NATION15. That'll get you 15% off your order. If you're out in St. Albert, Tyler's way, why don't you drop in and say hello? They were teammates. Ah. RIP. And PRV outscored them despite playing eight less games. More than doubled them. Yikes. Yeah. Well, come on our podcast, Neil. We'll talk about it. Why not Magnus? Magnus I would take him too, but I don't think he's on social. I want all. him to go back to Pyarvi Svensson though. I think that's what slowed down his whole career. Yeah. Getting rid of the Svensson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost his identity. That extra name bar helped with the weight and it held him back. And it was the aerodynamics. Yeah. Had him in the right oh, positions. He, he's mm-hmm. on Twitter. Oh, is he? He hasn't tweeted in five years. Twitter, tweet him <laughs> from the Oilers Nation account with a photo of him and Yale Yakupov as St. Louis Blues. That photo is a unicorn. I'd hang that in my house. Uh, Twigandberries.ca if you want to go check something out or if you're out in St. Albert, go check them out in store as well. Again, if you're on the website, they got free shipping on orders over 75 bones. Nation 15, that's your promo code. Got it? For Good. for the hot performers, should yes. we try to manifest who will be the hot performer Yeah, let's tomorrow? do it. Ooh, I like let's that. do it. I Because I think we need to do a little manifesting. I see the vibes are a little bit negative right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a good vibes only podcast. Yeah. That's outside of the yeah, yeah. You know, I'll go home and drink a whole bottle of red wine right now. I'll feel good. I'll feel sexy. I'll mm-hmm. send Tyler nudes to Tyler at OilersNation.com. It's not physically healthy for me to get too jacked up about tomorrow's game this early. I yeah. know. I'm so excited. I am I'll be coming my, to see you before I am you game. doing my best to just kind of like not allow any of that excitement through right yet. Like it's, it'll be big enough when I wake up tomorrow right now, I can just try and keep the heart rate to a, a proper beat where I'm going to get really excited tomorrow is I'm going to the game tomorrow night. When I see you pregame, that's when I'm going to start. You're going to get a pint pregame. Yeah. Have a little something to eat. Maybe you made my old couple of cocktails. I'll be there. I think that's the move. Yeah, I think I need to start off before the game even starts with some positive, some positivity in the air. Go to the pint. That's what's up. But we have some positivity in the air. Absolutely. All right, boys, let's do it. Hot cold performers for our friends at Twig and Berries. We're going to start off with our veggies as we always do. Nation Dan, I'm looking to you first. First two games, your Twig and Berries cold performer. My Twig and Berries cold performer for the first two games is going to go to. Um, oh, I don't know. It's a, I hate being negative. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's uh, a cold performer. It's kind of the way it's supposed to go, but yeah, we do it every week. <laughs> We've I'll only been doing it, to, it for 202 episodes. I'll <laughs> give it to, um, all the flames fans oh, for taking, die. for taking their time. And you know, they, at least they, at least they've moved on from the kick that, that I will give them a positive for. They've <laughs> moved on from the kick have. a little bit. Hey, it'll come back later, but, but for now they've got something to focus on, but, uh, you know, there's a lovely amount of weather out there. There's nobody wearing a flaming red sea out on mm-hmm. the ice anymore. Uh, so, you know, take your break, take your L and flames fans. You get my twig and berries cold performer of the week. Oh, that's cold. Uh, for flames fans, if you're listening, which I know you are, just like to remind you that in 2004, you guys won game five of the Stanley Cup Finals. Put yourself up three games to two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm pr- I think you went on to win that series. What I happened believe. after that bag milk? I don't know. That was not a goal. 
it was not in should be trending on hash on <laughs> Twitter right now. Jana did not score a goal. <laughs> Tyler, check, check the record book. Your Twickenberries cold performance of the week. I, I do like I do like Dan's Flames fan one. That was a uh, that was a really good one. Um, hmm, who do I want to give it to? Who do I want to give it to? I'm just gonna give it to Pavel Francis for for playing well and having a good moment. You know, come Absolutely. on, man. Yeah, real jerk move. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Rick, your Twinkle Berries cold performance of the week. This is going to be like a shared one. And this isn't for the officials on the ice so much as the department of player safety. And then the way they um, explained or lack thereof the uh, offside goal from uh, game one. I think if the referee came back and gave us a 13, 15 second explanation of what they saw and called, things would be a little bit different. And the lack of any type of discipline, whether it be a phone call, a suspension, a fine slap on the wrist. I don't know. Takeaway is internet for a day. I don't know, but that, that the hit on, on, on Yamamoto last night. I, I didn't like that. So that's, uh, that's one of those guys. What the hell is going on last night? Uh, beard Brad and I were having a good time coming up with things that we would like to punish Nathan McKinnon with, but like, they were just annoying, you know, you like he only got a, eat fudge for a day. Like he got a fresh pair of Pumas and he scuffed them, you know, or he lost his debit card. I have to yes, eat nachos. He has a debit, but card. no salsa, no cheese. Just the dry chips. No, I think you would hate the fact you had to have the melted cheese on there. Oh yeah, that's true. You have to. Yeah, you, yeah not healthy cheese like yeah, proper cheese. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah your yeah. dinner, your 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 dinner for the next week are baconators and Big Macs. The tap is disabled on his debit card. Yeah, that's annoying. Yep, cuts himself shaving. You know, <laughs> clips the beans. <laughs> oh, I, oh man! Little twig and berries. <laughs> My twig and berries, cold performer of the first couple of games of the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm going to say? Um, flights to Denver. I looked him up as soon as Colorado got through, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm flying down to Denver. I'm going to do it. I talked to a couple of. I talked to Jay about it. I talked to friend Kerry McGowan about it about flying down for games one and two. Flights were just too expensive, man. They're not direct either, are they? No. Well, you, I could find direct back home from Denver, but on the way back, it was like a 15 hour. Or on the way there, it was like a 15 hour day. Because nobody wants to actually go to Denver. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to, it was just, but if I'm going to spend that much money, I'm going to be sitting on the beach with a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So flights to Denver, you're my cold performer of the week. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Tyler, I don't know how to get to the hot performer, so we might just do cold performer buttons here again. Got it. There's more. I'll just check them up. Just keep pushing you know I'm just going to keep pushing things. <laughs> you sit over there. I'll see what happens over here. Okay. All right. <laughs> fine by me. All right. Well, I think I've got something going on here. Okay. Flipping the ledger. Let's end off the podcast with a little bit of positivity. This is Oilers Nation Radio episode 202. I can't believe I've been doing 202 of these things. Nation Dan, I'm starting with you again. Your Twig and Berry's hot performer of the week. Well, or who, how are we manifesting yeah, tomorrow? We're, we're going to manifest a hero yeah, tomorrow. You were manifest saying that. Hero. I'm thinking okay. we're back in Edmonton. We mm -hmm. didn't need him in round one. We didn't need him in round two. But the Colorado Avalanche are now walking into Benminton. We're going to bring that energy and little mm -hmm. Ben Stelter is going to be in the house is he? and he is going, I think so. Okay. I assume so. That's why I'm manifesting it, Tyler, okay. because the positivity is going to be flowing. Yep. All thanks to little Ben Stelter and the Stelter clan. Ben Stelter, you get my twig and berries manifesting hot performer of tomorrow. It's been up and down like a toilet seat. Really. That's a horrible. <laughs> That's not going to work. This one. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. The button is labeled toilet seat. Yeah, but like I don't have my glasses on. I can't read that shit. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Rick, your Twiggenberry's hot performer of the week. Well, you know what? He's the, uh, he's the greatest player in the world. And I think you're going to get to see a little example of it tomorrow night. Um, if we're going to manifest anything, this is, uh, being drug in by number 97, Connor McDavid. Woo. It's getting hot in here. So All right. Tyler, your Twiggenberry's manifestation. Give me that Nuge, baby. It's going to be Nuge. It's going to be Nuge. They're going to get a big night from him. They're going to put McDavid and Drysaddle back together. And 93 is going to find a way on the second line to produce some offense. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. Put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at who am I going to manifest for tomorrow? Who do I believe in? I'll tell you who I believe in. Zachary Hyman. He scored pretty Love much it. every game except one since the second round started. Zach Hyman is going to come in. He's going to be buzzing. We're going to see that massive smile after another massive goal. Zach Hyman, you are my Twig and Berry's hot performer of tomorrow night before it even happened. Ooh, yeah. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. I'm already hungover on Sunday. Yeah, so like I, I've been planning out what I got to do because here's what I, I'm already... I, I can see it in my head. I'm going to the pint pregame. Gonna have a little, have a nice little meal. Yeah. Put a base layer down. Yeah. Have a couple of cocktails. Yeah. Big BPP coming. Got it. Big BPP coming tomorrow night. Back to the pint for the celebration post game. Yeah. That means Sunday is going to be a rough one. Yeah. Okay. So got to get some work done tonight and tomorrow to make sure that Sunday has got clear sailing. Clear sailing indeed. Anybody else who are manifesting positive thoughts for tomorrow? Anybody else you can see? Schmitty. Schmitty. Sure. Oh, he was dialed in that first though. Up until that, that yeah. deflection there, I, that deflection wasn't on him. Watching great Bagmo, shot by Manson. Watching Bagmo try to read these is so good. Yeah. I, I, I don't have my glasses on at all. I do like this one though. It's been up and down like a toilet seat really. <laughs> I've got Ryan McLeod. Yeah. Bounce goal. back yeah. game from McLeod. I'm in. I'm in on a bounce back from Clowder. Yep. I can see that. I can see, you know what? Warren Fogle, you're scoring tomorrow, buddy. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling it's time. Hot, hot, hot. It's time for playoff Fogle to show up. He had a good look last night. I thought he, again, I'm also manifesting more shots on net. I'm manifesting more traffic in front of Francis. I'm manifesting a barn that is all over that goalie when he allows a goal in the first five minutes of the first period. I'm feeling good. Game three. Don't give up hope. Hope will never die, everybody. For our friends at Oodle Noodle, DoorDash, Cornerstone Insurance, Buster's Pizza, and Twig and Berries, this is Oilers Nation Radio, episode 202. <laughs> Tyler's going over to the board because he doesn't want me to touch things. Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the kid in the elevator. Oh, all the buttons. You little rascal. Get out of here. No, I was going to play the extra. There you go. Oilers Nation Radio episode 202. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We're going to be celebrating a big game three win. Let's fucking go. If I don't, don't clip this survey, Brett. Thank you. Show up. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.